and welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is Siwa. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on my Instagram at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob. I'm Fudafan on Instagram and on Twitter and have a blog at fudafan.com. Hello, my name is Cray and I'm AdmiraiCat on Instagram. Hi, I'm Elisa. I'm Inky Rocks on YouTube, Instagram, and now I have a Twitter. All right. So, Jacob, we have a tradition, uh, as you know. Um, in the beginning of every episode, I read reviews. And I'd like to read just two reviews today very quickly because we've got a lot of news to, to get through. So... Uh, the first review is from Esoterica1693 via Apple Podcasts. And Esoterica writes, Five stars. Excellent window into the epicenter of the modern fountain pen world. This podcast brings the latest news about developments in the fountain pen world in Japan to English speakers, including insights into economics of the business and the culture of Japan. A must-listen for any modern any collector of modern fountain pens or inks. Two great guys with lots of knowledge and love for the hobby. And then um, the second review is uh, from Steve from DC. Uh, Steve writes, five stars, excellent perspective. As American, I enjoy the international perspective on this hobby and learning more about Japan and Asia in general in the context of pens and stationery. Nicely done. So thank you so much to both Esoterica1693 and Steve, I can't say your last name, um, but thank you so much. Uh, it it, re- it really means a lot to us to, to hear these reviews because everybody has uh, such nice things to say. And, um, you know, we're just really moved by how kind everybody is uh, to us. So we hope that you'll keep supporting us um, in our endeavor. We are, again almost at the one year mark i'd say next week will mark really the first uh anniversary that we've we've uh been doing this podcast so um thank you very much if uh if you know if it wasn't for your support um we wouldn't be able to you know do a full year of podcasting so again we really really appreciate it and if you want to have your review read um, on the podcast, uh, please consider leaving us a review on um, on the uh, Apple Podcast app because that really helps us out. Uh, leaving a rating always helps us out uh, and it helps other people find the show. And again, as we said last time, it's not obvious how to leave reviews from Android. So in that case, a comment on our website is much appreciated. Yes. And so... Um, I know we, we, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, I, I would still like to spend a little bit of time talking about Madison because it did happen uh, last week. And I think it's just too huge of an event to to skip. Um, do you mind if we talk a bit about Madison? Yeah, let's start with Madison. All right. So um, so we all went to the Madison Fair, which started last Wednesday. So on the 3rd. And just to give uh, our listeners a brief uh, review, what is this Marzen Pen Show, Jacob? So they've been doing this for a bit over 10 years now, I think. And so this is like once a year, it's an annual event where um, they sell certain limited edition pens and inks and they invite pen makers um, 
like, like both Japanese pen makers like Eboya and um, and also international distributors uh, to, to come to Marizen and and show off uh, their pens. So it's both um, sort of traditional like mini pen show, but it's also like workshops, make your own inks, and so on. Yeah, and um, it's it's quite an interesting, let's say, uh, show. It's it's not a show that um people consider pen shows in the u.s so to say because i think in the u.s it's more uh it's more kind of um let's say not hosted by a retailer right and this one is quite huge if we have uh we have what sailor pilot um eboya uh ohashido um nakaya who are the real hard hitters uh coming to this uh event but it's not a show that let's say um any collector can just set up table you have to be really like a retailer to to be part of this event and also uh, now for the last two three years we had the Tokyo international pen show but before that show existed the marathon was one of the if not the biggest like pen event of the year in japan i would say yeah and um, one of the cool things about Marizen is that they always have these uh, limited edition models for the show. So that's always really, really cool. Yeah, so usually they have at least like one or two sailor pens. They have like one or two pilot pens and usually an Ohashiro and Nakaya and Eboya. That seems to be the standard formula for the last few years. Yep. And um, the most popular one is always... Correct me if I'm wrong, it's always the uh, pilot. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's always been the case, but we know, was it last year or the year before when they had this blue uh, custom Urushi that sold out very fast from pre-orders far long before the show even started, and a lot of people were disappointed because of that. And again, this year, the, the most popular pen, which we're going to talk about in a bit, I guess, was also pilot pen, and... There was only one of those pens left in the morning when I arrived, basically just when the show opened. So I think most of them were sold out from pre-orders too. Yeah, and, and that's interesting because uh, you're talking about, of course, the Tsuyamidori. Um, that's interesting because uh, that didn't sell until the next day. And I know because I'm the one that bought it. Well, they wanted to have it on display, right? Yeah, I think you bought the one that was on display, so they wanted to show it off before they sold the last one. Yeah, that's the one on display. I was surprised to see it when I when I went back, but it's a it's a quite a nice pen. Um, the Urushi is not the same as let's say what you would expect from um, from Nakaya, uh, in the sense that it's really not community at all. It's just it's a very even coating uh single color and um this is lacquer i believe on brass and it's the same base as the 100 anniversary pens but except the 100 anniversary have the ball clip and this has the sword clip or the shield clip whatever you want to call it but they also have a number of pens in their standard lineup. The, the, the higher-end pilot pens in the standard lineup, they have one like with Ishime Nuri, I think, and it's one with some maki or some some inscriptions on it. And it's all based on the same the, uh, vest, they call it the vest-type pen, which is brass base with urushi on top, but it's kind of like a flat-top Namiki uh, Yukario Real, basically. So this year, I bought 
two of these. I bought one Tsiamidori, which, as you said, was um, almost sold out by pre-orders. And I also got a Botan, which is the same model, but in pink. But interestingly, the Botan was uh, still in stock by far. They had all of the nib sizes. Mm. They're like, yeah, we have plenty of stock of these. And the Botan was uh, a pen that was released in 2018. I think it was in 19. Yeah, this was the second. They've done three of these, I believe, in total so far. They've done a blue one and then this this like reddish pink Botan Hero and now the, the green one. And as you said, the, the Botan Hero reddish pink one wasn't nearly as popular, even though it's actually cheaper. And it still is cheaper because Marusen kept the old MSRP. Yes, so it's uh it's about hundred dollars cheaper, and it's um, it's a really nice pen. Oh, that pen also came with a bottle of ink. Yes, because it came in a bigger box, right? The, yep. From this year, they 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 switched to a smaller wooden box. Yeah, but that box is not very secure. So there was also um they they also do these aluminum KOPs, which are not very uh they're not very common at all. And uh, and this year they had a Shishikura pen, which I, I think might be the first year that they've done that. We have an, an expert on the topic of Shishikura pens here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Shishikura pens didn't actually go that quickly. So I think that really shows the the state of the uh, the market uh, at Marazen, the people who are going to the Marazen show, they're not really the the same people that try to buy the Shikura pens, which I find to be a bit interesting because the pens that Marazen uh, have at their show, they're exclusive. They're all very very expensive, and you know the Shikura is also expensive, but at four hundred and forty ish dollars uh, for the um, base model, let's say the the regular nibs. That's actually not so bad compared to to the rest of the market right now, and um and you could still buy that on on the day. I mean, it wasn't sold out necessarily by pre orders. Um, it was it was relatively in in the lineup, not not as popular as more of the high end offerings. Yeah, that seemed to be the case, and I think you're right that the people who go um who go to Mars and I think many of them, they go uh, every year and they buy the same pen every year. So they come for their, their, their annual sale or the annual uh, Ohashiro pen. Yeah. And I think mostly uh, men yes. in attendance. Yeah. But, but related to that, uh, so I came, I was there around like 10 a.m. in the morning uh, just after it had opened. And there weren't that many people there, and all the inks were there. But then, just around like between like ten and ten thirty, as, as I'm sure you're gonna <laughs> tell me about, um, the inks started disappearing, and I this I saw that there were some familiar faces. There was people that I recognized from um, um, Inkunuma in particular, so so that they came for the the Marzen inks. Yeah. Um. So they have. Uh, these great inks that they do for the show, and for a few years now, they've been bringing back the old, uh, the older years, which is uh is is interesting because originally they marketed these inks as ultra mega rare, and you're never gonna have a chance to buy these again, which is uh actually still true to an extent, but 
Um, but there are specific ink that are very, very popular. So um, Kirin is a very popular one, for example. Uh, also, Sakuramichi was very, very popular. That was the first one to go this year. Yeah. And what happened was last year, um, I was working. So I couldn't, I couldn't get out to the show um, because I was working in the office. And, um, and so I was only able to go after work uh, around 7 or, or 8-ish. And so I texted you, Jacob. I wrote, um, hey, Jacob, I can't make it to the show like in time, but you work really close. Can you pick up a few bottles from you? And you told me, you said, oh, there are plenty of bottles left. Nobody's here because of COVID. So pick up your own damn bottles. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that, that's great. Um, nobody's here. So I'll go and, and get my bottles. So I, I, I got to the show and there were no bottles left because the, everybody else had already taken the bottles that, that I, I asked Jacob to do. He's like, oh, no, but there were a lot. Okay, so we fast forward to this year, 1030. Um, I was working near the area that day so I could uh, stop by the show. And Jacob said he needed to go to immigration. So originally we had decided to meet up around 10. But uh, I don't know, for, for various reasons, people were like, hey, let's move it to 10.30. So I was like, okay, let's move it to 10.30. So move it to 10.30. And then Jacob, who said he was going to go to immigration at 10 o'clock, sends us a text saying, I'm already here. Which is probably the fastest time anyone has ever gotten in and out of Tokyo immigration. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. And, and and Jacob texts me, he's like, oh, there aren't that many people here. There are still plenty of bottles left. And I said, <laughs> this guy, no, I don't trust you, Jacob. Get me a freaking bottle. <laughs> I arrive at 1031 and all the bottles of Sakuramichi are gone again. So, the point of the story is, if you want a bottle of these inks, get there at opening time. Because otherwise, don't trust Jacob. some people might tell you there are a lot of bottles. <laughs> yes, don't trust Jacob. They're all going to be gone. I didn't actually realize at first that there were two different Sakura inks. So they have Sakuramichi and a Nihonbashi Sakura, I think. And I think I, I just thought it was just... One one ink and plenty of bottles. So uh, in my defense, and the Sakura Nihonbashi yes. is the first one. I think is the the bright pink. This one you have plenty of them. Yeah, but the other one is more. A lot of people want it. Yeah. So um. So Kuelasa, you both were at the the show as well. Uh, what did you think? It was quite uh, empty. Uh, even compare like last year, we we thought that because of the COVID it will be empty. I I had the feeling that this year was even not more empty, but yeah, like doesn't feel like a fair. It feels like a normal day at Maruzen. But I I feel like the first a, a little day, bit sad. The first day, like at ten ten thirty, I felt like there were still yeah. a lot of like people. There were people that I usually didn't see. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like um you know like. If uh, two years ago, like this kind of exciting uh, people oh, yeah. lining and queuing in front uh, half an hour before and and uh, like rushing in and it's feel like a, yeah a crowded Saturday for COVID but not um, not uh, the beginning of a fair like all the I think all the pen makers it seems quite a little bit sad like there was no one in front of there maybe Eboya has some like customers. 
Like people just come and and grab the pen they pre-order and and left. Yep. I I don't know. I had this feeling, but maybe I'm not sure how long they have been doing pre-orders though, because I I I asked them about about pre-orders and they said they got tons of pre-orders. They have one like huge bookshelf full of pre-ordered pens and inks. So I think that has changed the dynamic a bit. They also changed the setup, right? Because um, usually that part is uh, is full of like um, pilot, uh, sailor had has a table, platinum has a table, and then they have the the um, distributor's table. But this year it was just the distributor, and there was nobody like there was a staff to attend to you, and it was basically an exhibition part, which you could buy stuff. And um and then there was the, the table where you you can collect your pre-orders. Maybe because a lot of people pre-order, then they they know they are not um in the rush to get to the shop on the first day, so they have at least uh, three four days to pick up their stuff if they don't need the inks. There were still a lot of people, I would say, in the morning at uh, a boyas table and also at you know the the main Maritain's main um so. The, counter where they had all of the limited editions people wanted to see them and and uh, decide whether to buy yeah but you can still feel the the pandemic is here like um, it's not um but yeah then if you compare with uniqlo or limited edition then you, you know that people can be really crazy even if there, if there is a pandemic so, so the people who love pens are a little bit more reasonable than people that love clothes only a little bit more. So you were there too. Um, what did you think? Um, mainly, I'd just like to make it real clear. I think you were talking about earlier that it's not like a, a pen show in the States. And it really isn't. And just to make it clear to your viewers that Maduzen is a bookstore and it has a fountain pen section or fountain pen floor, stationary floor. And then they invite all these different retailers to exhibit their stuff, you know, like Pilot and Sailor and then Iboya. And you're not going to see like pen turners or individual nib grinders or any of that. They just basically squeeze in tables of other retailers. So it's a really big retail event. It isn't so much like a, a pen show that most people would know about. That's right. That's right. Um, did you buy anything? Just ink. Just ink. <laughs> How much? What, what inks did you get? I don't know. They're still in the bag. There's like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> and Jacob, what did you get from the show? Um, well, I got the Tsuyamidori, but that was not for myself. I helped a friend buy a pen. And then in inks, I got... The, the only thing I got for myself were, were was it two or three inks. I got the, the new ink this year, the Nihonbashi Hayashi. And I got... What else was it? Yes, yeah, so last year they released three inks: so Ginkan, Hinkan, and uh, Dokan. And probably the least popular of them was Dokan. Uh, and but I actually liked that one. And but I, I I got rid of that bottle last year, so I got myself a new bottle of uh, Dokan. Yep, I got myself a uh, VAU, thankfully, um, Sakuramichi. Uh, I got a <laughs> bottle of Kirin, and I got some of this year's and last year's as well. But um, but this was. Quite a, I'd say, fun event. Um, you know, even though it's not like a pen show, pen show that everybody thinks about, it, it's still it's still very fun. And um, I would yeah. say Madison's show is a is a huge. Um, I I think it like 
starts the year. I would say it's an important event. More, you know, it's fun, but it's kind of like you said, a lot of new stuff comes out there, and a lot of really high end pens in the special editions that are wanted all over the world. So it's an important event. Yeah. And uh, and we got to see a bit uh, some of the other pens. So um, the Pilot uh, Heritage SE, for example, was already on display. I know, if, uh, Jacob, you didn't get a chance to, to really take a close look at those, um, but they, those were on display. I did actually, not the same day, but, but I went back and had a look at them, yeah. Nice. So listeners of this podcast will know that uh, if you've listened to the last episode, um, if you haven't, go listen to it first before continuing. But those of you who've listened to the last episode, uh, you'll know that we had a very feisty discussion um, on the Heritage SE. Uh, I said it was going to be a controversial pen. For what it's worth, uh, the guys over at the Pen Addict also didn't like this pen. And... <laughs> I'm not gonna call you out here, but uh, but somebody uh, on this you, you recording <laughs> uh, really liked this pen. <laughs> Regardless of our uh, our disagreements uh, on this pen, we both agreed that this should be the beginning of uh, what pilot needs to do or what pilot should do um, from from our. Our perspective, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Uh, what we want to see out of pilots uh, in the future, and um, I said that you're never going to see this on an A two three, though. You're going to see this on an A two three because that's uh, they're just not willing to go as adventurous on such a, a iconic um, pen in their lineup. Yeah, we have talked about this before, and see why you and I we have talked to another. Uh, a retailer about this and said, I mean, what people want is a store exclusive 823. <laughs> That's sort of the, the holy grail almost. Yeah. Um, I will say that I'm still right that they're never going to do what they did for the Heritage SE on the 823. But the mad lads did it. They, they made a store exclusive <laughs> 823. So you're saying you're eating your words? Oh, now. maybe maybe they're listening to the podcast. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> maybe. Oh, that would be exciting. But um, but to be fair, the pen that we're going to talk about now is a store exclusive. It is a different color, but it's not. Um, it's not the pen in itself that excites me as much as the fact that they actually went and did the thing. So we've talked about this uh, store on the podcast before, but there's a shop uh, very close to Boonga Box um, called Shosaikan. And it's one of the the more high-end stores in in Tokyo. It's really a, a nice, beautiful store. Um, and... For for many people, uh, including myself, this is a, our favorite store in um, in Japan, and uh, I I found out through various different means that uh, so apparently the guy who created the store he's actually um, on the board member of Haneda Airport. That's why the first recycling was actually in Haneda. But anyways, um, 
tangent aside, uh, this store is, is super, super beautiful. It's like a museum. And their color theme is blue. So when you walk into the store, um, it's all blue. And they have also a store exclusive ink. They have two, but um, one of them is uh, is a very blue ink. So um, they have this blue idea going on there. Uh, their card is blue. And it's this kind of like a dark, um, almost navy blue. And for their 20th anniversary, they came out with uh, their store exclusive with Pilot. And we've mentioned this before. Pilot doesn't like to do store exclusive just for anybody. Uh, they like to do it on the big numbers. So 1, 5, 10, 15, 20. 20th anniversary of the, uh, of Shosaikan. They came out with this navy blue Pilot A23. We have this group chat on Instagram and you posted... Uh, a link yesterday and that was like 10 minutes I think after <laughs> Shosaikan had done an Instagram post about this pen and at that point you had already pre-ordered right and and uh, so so I asked you for the number to, to Shosaikan because you just called them so you 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 know the number and and I called them and I pre-ordered immediately too <laughs> yeah um this pen is called Gen Ai. What do you all think about this pen? I really like the the nib. So so there's this. It, it's just one like laser engraved little logo, but it's not not, not the usual like pilot swirls or whatever you want to call it. it. It's a very clean nib, and then the the barrel is this sort of dark, slightly translucent indigo blue. I think that's how they how they explained it. So it's it's beautiful. Yeah, um, it's a bit expensive though, isn't it? It's uh, it's almost five hundred dollars for the pen. That's usually three hundred. So, uh, th- there's a bit of a markup. If you compare to it to these increasingly regular like um, Sailor Pro Gear Special Editions, I mean, this is the same price as a Pro Gear Special Edition. And to me, I mean, I know both Quay and Alessa are going to disagree, but to me. This is a much more exciting than your regular Pro Gear Special Edition. <laughs> yeah, but the the Shishikura San yeah. one from Arizen has a very nice engraved nibs too. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. So, but I'm just waiting for Jacob to finally sell his, and that's when I'll get mine. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> it, it will happen. It would happen. <laughs> I'm mostly excited by, as I said uh, earlier, to um that they, they went ahead and did it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, this is the first time. Over the last few months, Pilot has done a lot of interesting pens, right? So they're down the, they're the 20 color decimals, they're down the Kepler's Wish, they did that, that purple cookie pen for uh, Yotsuba, they did the uh, Koseki Yuji music pen, uh, they did the Osagia pens that we talked about recently, uh, and, and now this. So it's, it's harder to, to get hold of these pens than than Sailor Special Editions, I think, um, and they're not available, you know, uh, worldwide. But Pilot certainly does interesting um, limited editions. I'm sure they're listening to the podcast. Must be why. So, Pilot, if you are listening, please add more glitter in your pen, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it. The- well, the Heritage SE is is glittery, so you can yeah. get that. 
Yeah, but that's not a sailor, yeah. though. She likes white yeah. socks. No, it would be too dangerous for me. So keep it, keep it going. Uh, more plane pilot, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you think this represents uh, a shift in how pilot is seeing their business? Because they've also come out with uh, this ill Millie brand that we've talked about in the past on this podcast. Um, do you think they're trying to shift to a more mm-hmm. uh, younger audience? Because if I look at if I look at the, these pens, right? If I look at this eight two three, if I look at the uh, the cookie, um, even the music pen, that's I still think uh, more geared to the the um, collectors. Maybe not the music pen as much, but the other two certainly yes. Um, it, it still looks to be a more um, let's say older demographic, whereas the Usagiya um, and the uh, Heritage SC seem to be focused at a younger um, audience. Mm-hmm. What what where are your thoughts on this? Younger and maybe more feminine audience too, like the um, the wish yeah. to yeah the older yeah. capless series yeah more colorful more like not black. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think this is a this marks a shift in in how they're seeing mm-hmm. where their places in in the market? Yeah, I guess like we all talk about this ink numa and the the new audience that um, the the pen uh, let's say the pen market in Japan is uh, opening up, and I guess it's it go they they were late in in the in the game compared to Sailor maybe, but the, yeah they try to catch up I I guess maybe they change someone in the in the board or the marketing <laughs> team. Yeah. Well, the reason why I know that uh, the old um, oyajis, as we call them here in Japan, the um, old grandpas and grandmas are still getting the, uh, this pen is because this pen, um, the Shosaikan pen, comes with a 70 milliliter bottle of blue-black. So I know Jacob's going <laughs> to jump on that. Yeah, that's that's second owner to Pelican Blue-Black in my list. <laughs> so when so when you sell me the pen, you can just skip the ink for me, okay? Yeah, I'll I'll sell that. Then you get a discount, Alicia. <laughs> All right. So um so that was the uh the pilot A two three. Um, it's limited to one hundred uh pieces, and uh, it starts to go on the mar- it, it uh goes on the market, um April second. And uh and yeah, I, I just think it's it's a very exciting um thing for pilot to be uh to be doing i think it's very exciting for shosaikan um i want there to be more um and i want there to be more things like the music pen not necessarily for an anniversary but just like an exclusive uh to celebrate so um fingers crossed we'll, we'll be seeing more of this i think the difference is that sailor still does um limited editions uh, willy-nilly and pilot seems to uh really want to do it for a specific event. Alright, so um, since we've compared to, uh, as usual in the past two weeks, Sailor decides to release or announce at least um, at least three uh, limited edition pens. The first one that they announced and already uh, sold out of is the Noble uh, Black Cat. So this 
Nambu? I, I I don't really know how to how to say this like nomburu. So so I don't know what what this word is. Um, but anyways, uh, nomburu. They uh have come out with several cat themed sailor exclusives in the past. Apparently, everybody goes crazy over cats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these NBC pants they always seem very popular you, you see them at the crazy markups on ebay and other second-hand markets yeah. they people yeah. seem to love them yeah. i got a few for some friends and um it was it was pretty nutty i could only reserve one and you were limited to buying three and then um just you know it was kinakunias and they I was there maybe 15 minutes before they opened, and there was already like five people ahead of me. And by the time they opened, there was like 20 people. And they had sold out of several nib sizes while I was standing there in line. I had a very similar story. I went um, a few hours after opening, but still on the first day. And when I got there, they only had music nibs left. Oh, seriously? Wow. Yep. I was there on day one, and the numbers that I got, because they, they have serial numbers, the numbers that I got were uh, 93, 94, and 95. They might be those uh, bigger nibs that they charge more for because mine were all in the 80s and they were um, Zooms. Yeah. So, but they, did, they yeah. did stick with that thing where they charge more for music and uh, Zoom nibs. Yeah. And I, I saw that Pensachi is selling for six ninety nine. Oh, already? Wow. Yeah, six ninety nine. I mean, wow. So that's, I mean, that's a huge markup and yeah that's what they're selling for on the secondary market but i don't know if that's uh i mean seven hundred dollars to this pen what what do you think because you got some for your friends right right it's and it's a beautiful pen and it's got a very unusual nib and it's got a more stealthy looking trim which is very unusual too they they know their audience um they make pens i think specifically for cat lovers and uh, i think this whole you know the darker colored it had some sparkle in it so even quake might be interested and um it had matching clear end caps it was they don't know their audience yes i don't know 6.99 that's that's a tough pill to swallow well they were going for um the what was it the persian cat i think a couple of them topped 800 I mean, that was a particularly popular one for 800 dollars you could buy a mont blanc at retail price yeah, but it's a Mont Blanc. It's not a cat pen. <laughs> but you can get a snake pen. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's just what people like. And um, I totally understand that, you know. And you can also buy a black one and send it to Bocamondo and get a, like a Rodden uh, Aurora spiral thing for the same price. Or even less, maybe. Uh, I don't think so. Not if you pay for the pen itself. No, if you pay for the pen, it's going to be 250 Yeah, you send it to Bocamondo. That's, I don't know. Let's say four hundred. Uh, Not for a, a so rod and can, spiral, I don't think. I don't know how much that costs because I've never gotten yeah. one before. But um, rod and gets still. pretty expensive because of the intricate work. I think. Yeah, it's around, it's around four hundred fifty, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, this is just a, a crazy release. Uh, one hundred. I'm surprised they tried to go uh, engraving with the serial number here. I just don't think it was necessary to. To have that serial number engraved, I think that just bumped up the price. But um, but yeah, this was very very popular. I had like ten messages uh coming at me saying, "Hey, can you get this?" And I was like, "No, I'm sorry, I can only get three. Yeah. But um, 
So you went to the store to pick them up, right? Right. I went um, earlier because I knew you could reserve you could reserve one. Yeah. So I went and reserved one and then um, went back. And got the other yeah. two. Yeah. Don't you think it's hilarious that like this super high-end pen, limited edition, you know, they're sold at Kinokuniya. And what you imagine is that, you know, it's some kind of cool, fancy store. But, you know, actually going there, it's a literal hole in the wall in some dark, stinky tunnel. Well, Kinokuniya has always been that way, you know, that particular <laughs> one. Um, the the really nice one, of course, is in Times Square. But, um, yeah, it's always been that way. That It's been set up like that, too, since like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I, I just think it's hilarious uh, because I think a lot of people outside, they might think, you know, um, all these Japanese stores are like super fancy. But, in fact, most of the retailers, they're... They're pretty small. Yeah, it, it, it's actually kind of very Japanese. You know, I mean, just stuff is just yeah. crammed everywhere. It's very efficiently yep. run. But yeah, it's kind of like kind of going to an old yep. gym or something. And after this uh, this release, almost immediately uh, uh, on the day, uh, Sailor and Plus decided to come out with a collaboration pen. I know that... Um, Somebody in our group has uh, a pink pen of the same series. Not anymore. Oh, really? You you sold it? No, I went through this thing about, I don't know, about a half a year ago where all of a sudden I just got glittered out and I sold almost all my glitter pens. As a matter of fact, I think I sold one to um, Quay's friend, too. Yeah, I remember you, you did a video about that. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of got over-glittered. Are you going to get this one, though? Uh, probably not. I'm still pretty over glittered. I didn't get Shishikura's last one too, even though it's just beautiful. It's okay. You can buy from me. <laughs> I'm more expensive than Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this pen is this is like a transparent, shimmery blue pen with uh, sakura petals. I believe they are screen printed onto the pen. Yeah, I think so. So, Koi, you like glitter. Um, is this a pen for you? It's a slim size, though. But it, it doesn't have white socks, so... No, I, I'm not... Yeah, I, I remember the this series of uh, Sailor with the Sakura. It's not my my kind of... Uh, yeah, I prefer just glitter. <laughs> so I, I've heard stories that um, the screen printing kind of flakes off. Well, you know, that, that was something that um, I think someone... Uh, uh, well, uh, was posted before, and I actually, when it was posted on Reddit ask the person and I really haven't seen anybody else complain about it and I had it for quite some time and used it almost every day because I was really into that glitter phase and I'm I'm thinking that you know I'm sure if you kind of rub it a whole lot or something it might wear it down but I, I, I'm pretty convinced that this person was wearing sunscreen or something on their hands because uh, sunscreen mm. will eat the paint off of your car I mean, I've done that. I used to drive around in Hawaii all the time and lean my left hand on the door, and it ate the plastic. So that's the only. So thing. you had a handprint. No, it was like my elbow. You know, you drove with your right hand oh, and it rested okay, your okay, elbow okay. on the side of the car, and yeah, it not yeah, only yeah. took all the paint off; it took like the texture off of the plastic. So I'm thinking Ooh, maybe the person, tough. you know, was using sunscreen or something like that because I really, you know, I really wanted to look around to see if that was the case, and I couldn't find any other instance of it. You know, and I would think too that yeah. sailor, because in Japan, there's a real, um, a real culture of if you don't like something, you return it. I've actually returned like bad watermelons to the grocery store. 
you know. And I can't, you know, I mean, I, I cut it in half and it was, you know, not very nice on the inside. And I took it back to the grocery store and on the spot, they apologize and give you your money back. And I'm just really surprised that Sailor would come out with another one if they got a lot of like yeah. feedback. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like we have the Kambasiden, which is the uh, blue one with the waterfall printing. It's uh, It's really, I think it's quite dirty on there. So I'm not really too too worried about that. Was oh, that the one, um, the special pen that we'd picked up for you before? Yes. Yeah, that one's a beautiful pen. It's yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine it being a problem either. Yep. All right, and then third sailor pen. Uh, so I'm not Jacob if you if you have anything to say about this, but our favorite uh, head honcho of Wagner, uh, Mr. Mori, his disciple Tomoko, and he started this stationery company last year called um, Liktok. I think we. We covered that on the podcast when they first started up. And she finally has her own sailor. Yes, but it is not under the Lichtop brand, right? So, so she has a different brand now called like Mitsu. I think it's the well, same company, but, but she has a different line. I think she also started selling some like towels and stuff under this Mitsu brand. It's a bit confusing what is Lichtop and what is Mitsu, but this new sailor pen, as far as I understand, is under this Mitsu brand. And it's a sort of a... No, I don't have the photo in front of me, but it, I thought it was like a pale, purple, no, a pinkish pen with some glitter and like gray, gray finials, gray socks. <laughs> yeah, I think Mitsuo is the parent company, and then Liktop is just what she calls her, uh, the stationary part. But I, I, I think that this pen is is really, it's like one step away from being perfect. I think it's almost a bit too pink. I think if they had the section done in the same color as the finials, that would have been perfect. So it's, yeah, it's shiny, but not enough uh, shimmery. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about gray, gray finials? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, It's make the pen shorter, no? Yeah, so I think this pen looks like a slim size, but is actually a full size. Yeah, mm. poor gear, exactly. So not, yeah, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't attracted by it. Good for me. Good, no, good for your wallet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Was it was a bit expensive, right? Kind of. Not. Not. It, yeah. I think it's in in the same range as uh, you know. What limited editions are going for? At all yeah. pro gear, yeah. But the difference is the Shikshikura San one. I have the metallic part, like the the <laughs> the barrel, yeah. So I guess they they can play in the more expensive range for the pro gear. But this one is all all plastic, right? Yep. But it's definitely more expensive than that Kyonoto pen, which now, in hindsight, seemed quite yeah, affordable yeah, it really by comparison. Does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Kyonoto one was very special, like the fact that it doesn't have the ring, right, um, on the cap. Yeah, and the color is really nice, like very uh, a soft uh, lavender blue. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see if they do any uh, pens in the future, but. It's interesting that now, really, even any small retailer can have a Sailor exclusive. Alright, the next news that we have uh, are these Kokyo notebooks and a rebranded Preppy. 
Yes, yeah, so, so this showed up in my newsfeed a few days ago. So apparently Coqueo has launched a new brand and the brand name is Perpanet, which is just an anagram of pen and paper. They just rearranged the, 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 the characters. And so they are releasing three new notebooks and each notebook has a different kind of paper that is, according to Coqueo, suitable for a certain kind of pen. So... There is one notebook that they call Tsurutsuru, which is sort of smooth, like, like the, the pen glides <laughs> on the paper. And um, according to Kokyo, this Tsurutsuru notebook is ideal for fine liners. And then at the other end, they have a notebook called Zarazara, which is sort of textured. Um, and they, they say that this Zarazara notebook is ideal for fountain pens. They say, what was it? Oto kanji ochitsita kakyaji. So you sort of, you, you enjoy the, the feedback as, as you, or the sound of the feedback as you write. And then in the middle, they have one that's Sarasara. So not Zarazara, but Sarasara, which is sort of middle of the road. And that is meant to be for uh, ballpoints and uh, gel ink pens. I, I couldn't find information about what exact paper it is. I'm a bit curious about this because this, this Zara Zara notebook for fountain pens, it's 90 GSM paper. And I couldn't find an existing Kokio paper that is 90 GSM. We know that the um, their very fancy Chobo paper is 100 GSM. And the other high-grade paper called Mio is very light, like a Tomo River-ish. So I'm not sure if this is a newly developed paper. I I'm very uh, keen on trying this to see see what it is. It's going to go on sale uh, next Wednesday, I believe. So I'm going to have to pick one up. But the other part here is that they're also selling pens to go with these notebooks. So for the for the Tsurusuru notebook, they're selling a, a white fineliner. And and for the Sarasara, the, the ballpoint one, they're selling a white, I think, uh, it's a Sarasa pen? It's a, I'm not sure if that's Kokio or, or Zebra or whatever it is. Yeah. But then, more interestingly, for the Sarasara, the fountain pen notebook, they are selling a white rebranded Platinum Preppy, and it looks really cool. It looks like some, I mean, if they would have a fountain pen in Kubrick 2001, this is what it would look like. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite like this uh, fountain pen, actually. I mean, the way that it looks, it's um, it's very, I mean, it's a Preppy, but it's it's very Kokuyo. Yes. The design language is all Kokuyo, so I, I really yeah. appreciate that. And we talked... A while back, or was it one or two episodes ago, about this Midori pen, and we didn't understand why Midori ended up making their own pens. Right? This is what they should have done. Yeah, this is definitely what they should have done. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the link right now. What interests me is that uh, they claim their regular Kokio notebooks don't lie like super flat. Um, mm. Or, or they didn't say their Kokio notebook. They said um, like normal notebooks. They, it doesn't lie flat, yeah. but their um, Perpanep, which by the way is a horrible name, um, does lie flat. So that was yeah. uh, one of the, the selling points. And um, uh, eco-friendly uh, materials, blah, 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 blah. They have five different um, page layouts. They have three yes. millimeter grid, four millimeter grid, five millimeter grid, four millimeter dot grid, and six millimeter what they call um, steno. That's a lot. 
That's a lot, yeah. And then, then times times three, right, for each type of notebook. Yeah, the, 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 so 15 has keys. Yeah, and um, this is, I mean, that's quite huge of an investment. And I know you're going to get all 10 that are for fountain pens, so I'll wait for your report. <laughs> but yeah, so I think in, in next Wednesday I'll, I'll stop by Madison and pick up one of these and give it a try. I'm really curious about the, the paper, see if they've done something new. So very, very tangentially related. I actually went to the Kokio showroom uh, last week, I mm. think on Wednesday, on Tuesday or Wednesday, and they have this cool cafe downstairs where you can uh, you can have a coffee while enjoying Kokio's uh, stationery and. The the design is is very very beautiful. So if anyone's ever in Japan, uh, one day when you know borders are reopened, definitely if you're into paper, uh, if you're into notebooks and if you're into general stationery, that's a I would say that's a destination to visit. I I used to go to the one they have in Harajuku, you know their yeah. shop uh, their showroom Think and Think and something Think of Things. It's a very nice cafe too, and they have a, sh- a showroom in the middle, um, a shop like a stationery yeah. shop. Um, but yeah, bringing it back to to the to the topic, um, the pen that they did, the rebranded property. That's you know, people should just stick. I think with uh, I mean, there there was no need to reinvent the wheel, uh, for Midori at such a low price point. You know, uh, mm. property um would have done perfectly fine and i think kokio made the correct decision in doing that yeah and the, the middle pen is like 2800 yen or something like that this one is 400 yeah. yen and it's probably a, a nicer writer yeah i just think that you were you were right about that zada zada as far as the fountain pen paper that's probably something new to a western group is that um, the Japanese do enjoy different kinds of textured paper. And nine times out of ten, if you go into like a paper store and you say, I want something that's fountain pen friendly, which is not really a word here, they'll get you paper that's like writing on gravel. I mean, it's like exactly. you're, you're just dying. You know, you're going, what? This is fountain <laughs> pen friendly. And I'm like, yeah, you can feel the texture. And like, yeah, it's Zara Zara seems exactly what it is. Yeah, I remember when we went to to uh, Ikakimori and they did this uh, major notebook they have these little labels right for each kind of paper they, they say how good this pa- particular paper is for fountain pens and for ballpoints and their recommendation for fountain pens is not well th- their highest recommendation is not Tomer River but okay fools and bank paper if I remember yeah. correctly yeah alright last part of our recording today um, which actually brings us nicely back to our first topic when we were at Marazen, I was uh, I was buying an Ebuya, and uh, we saw it was that Endo-san's wife. I didn't ask, but I assumed that from the name. Anyways, um, just super super nice, super helpful, and she gave us this flyer to this Shitatameru mm. exhibition, and the Shitatameru exhibition has been uh, going on for a few years now with like uh, Stilo Art, Ebuya, and some other smaller vendors. This year, they're advertising this Tameru exhibition. And in the past years, this has always been, uh, I think, part of a department store. This year, they're doing it at the same venue as the Tokyo International Pen Show. Mm. 
with Eboya, Steel Art, and, and Mr. Nagahara. Nagahara, yeah. There have been some whispers that this might be the next big thing in the Japanese uh, stationery scene. This might be the next show to watch. So we'll, we'll be keeping an eye out uh, on that. That's in a few months, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was end of May, which is kind of also where... Last year, they were meant to hold that uh, premium pen show. And it's also around the time when they normally do the Wagner pen trade. So maybe there's some competition there. Yep. So uh, so that's kind of exciting. We'll keep an eye out on that. But not much to report uh, as of right now. But definitely, uh, you know, keep your, keep your eyes out for this Shitatameru uh, exhibition uh, in the coming months. Yeah, I think in particular it's interesting because last year, going back to this premium pen show i think eboya was one of the main organizers i think endosan in particular but was was very involved the the fact that he or an eboya is heavily promoting this Stetamaru, and now maybe this is maybe this means that the premium pen show is not coming back but this is sort of the, uh, yeah. the spiritual successor yep let's see all right, then uh, Then I think that's a wrap. Thank you so much. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider, again, giving us a review, telling a friend, telling a family member. Just help us spread the word. It really helps. And, uh, and you know, it, I, I really think that we have a lot of room to grow. So, um, so we need your help in spreading the word. That being said, my name is CY. You can find me on my uh, website at tokyostationpens.com on my uh, Instagram at Tokyo Station Pens and on Twitter at Tokyo Station MNH. And my name is Jacob. I'm Fudafan on Instagram and on Twitter and have a blog at fudafan.com. Thanks again for having me, guys. And my name is Cray and you can find me on Instagram at MiraiCat. Thanks for having me too. I'm Elisa. I'm Inky Rocks on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. All right. Bye-bye. 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 bye-bye.